There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Jim Price. Jim, how are we doing today? Hello, folks. Good to see you. Not too bad. It's uh, it was a pleasant weekend. Um, the weather didn't uh, freeze us all out, or wait, snow in Buffalo, or rain in Buffalo. I don't know. I have to. I have to get with their governor and find out which global change model we're using this week with uh, Buffalo or Rochester. I don't. Anyway, I, I just she's just such a brilliant mind. I, I really got to keep a track of her you know, views of our day, because that's how I need to live my life. Right. I, I think we're on global warming trend these days, so it's going to oh, be... Today? Better. You can't say days in a row, because it changes day to day. Right, right. Well, we're on the global <laughs> warming trend. Well, you know what? Talking about uh, warming, warming, I guess, is, uh, you know, we just heard that commercial there by uh, Buffalo Bills player Damar Hamlin, um, and everybody remembers that from Monday Night Football, when he was administered mm-hmm. CPR on the field. Now, if you watch some college football this weekend, did, did you hear about this one, Jim? Old Dominion mm-hmm. basketball play, player Emo Essien had to be tended to by training staff for both ODU and Georgia Southern um, after collapsing in the middle of a game this weekend. He did not appear to lose consciousness, according to the report. He was eventually helped to walk off the court on his own powers, uh, but he did pass out and had some heart problems. That kind of interesting. Um, there's, uh, also 16 year old Las Vegas high school student collapsed and died while playing flag football. Um, what else? We heavily contacted game right there. Lots of contact in flag football. Right, right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and then this one, this was interesting. This is a Canadian reporter, Jessica Robb, and she was, um, in a, a news broadcast and live on TV in a news broadcast on CTV. And um, she starts slurring her own words, and um, oh yeah, tell she's having a medical emergency, and uh, mm-hmm. she says, "I'm not feeling well, and I have to go." She and staggers like away. there at the very end when they cut away from her. Yeah, she staggers Jeez. at the end, right when they pulled away from her. And I- I'm telling you, we said it's going to happen more and more, and people need to wake up. Yeah, man, that's a bad deal. I mean, this is the guy, and I feel so bad with this. I mean, how? I mean, Josh, how how many times do we have to yell the bridges out? How many times do we have to, you know, park our truck sideways and put the flares out and wave people down? Like, listen, you know, just don't do this. Like, you, you look at there's an, another alternative here to racing to something that you have no idea. Why do we? I, and I this goes back. There was a conversation I had this morning. What's that percentage of people? There's a percentage of people who have the running narrative in their head that are kind of con, you know, constantly thinking and talking about things in their head and problem solving. It's a very low number of what people on earth 20, actually 27, have this. 27%, 27%. Yeah. So I actually talked to a gentleman this last weekend when I was in Tennessee, and I said, do you understand there's only about 27, 28% of us that actually are thinking? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, they, you know, there's, this is the only, there's only about 27, 20% of us that actually have a running narrative in our head that we're actually cognitively thinking and living life with purpose. And he's like, it, you could see the lights go off in his head. He's like, wow, that makes more sense now. And so maybe that's what we're really fighting is just where the uh, NPCs, right? It's the 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 SimCity extras that are just running themselves in flagpoles and buildings the, and just the non-participatory out. characters. 
Well, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully many of them don't have too much wealth because the dollar has fallen to its weakest level in over seven months against the euro. That's um, normal. That's normal. Yeah. This is called um, transitory inflation or wait. Oh, transitory. Wait, what is it called? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's temporary. It, it's going to go away. This, this isn't when the dollar collapses, yeah, this it'll isn't go some, away. Don't worry, it's 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 temporary. It's uh just this inflation yeah. you're seeing, just you like know. heart attacks from major you know major league p- yeah. players and kids and soccer players. They just randomly fall out all the time. These are these are very normal things that happen. Yeah. Well, what if China, they really do the good? Oh no! And China has taken new measures to promote de-dollarization. Think about this: the Chinese authorities have extended trading hours. Uh, for off- onshore Wang uh, on part of the state goal to broaden cross-border use of the national currency and boost long trading activity to kill the dollar. And so they are basically doing these negotiations for various different commodity sales. We know this, and they're trying to replace the petrodollar with the petrol Wang. And uh, they've already made deals with the Saudi Arabians, which control OPEC. And so we're about to see China basically de-dollarize the global community. Now, this is going to get pretty crazy. This is uh, this is economic warfare. It's been going on for a very long time, but China's now in a position to actually do something. Um, they've, and you get a look at this whole narrative that, that has basically unfolded and wonder if China has been the perpetuator of it all for the longest time, that they've been playing both sides and now they're going in for the kill shot. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I think that's I th- you know that's the art of war, right? The, they're looking at the long range. We we're too busy to look at the short term debt of trying to get the electric bill paid. But I actually was seeing a report where that right now China has been training all these people and putting tons and tons of money into memorization, and they don't have skilled labor yet. Um, they're still pushing the fact that they're going to control things. I think that they went down the wrong way of education and other things that are going to cause them. To be weak, but right now they are. You know, what they do, they tied in with Russia. They're tying in with you know South Africa. They're tying in with Saudi Arabia to do this whole BRICS thing, guys. They're in India. These are huge population centers that they are tying themselves into a cool kids club that can make them still viable and dangerous going into the economic future of things. But we do have to look at the backside of how their environment is completely trashed. That they have you know real problems with education and controlling the people. They're, they're doing things to try to maintain the narrative. But I, I think as hard as you push on a spring, that spring is going to push back even harder. And when it does, the release on that is going to be detrimental to yourself. So I think they're doing a great job on that. But I do see them trying to place themselves as a uh, having a place at the dinner table, so to speak, in the future. Um, they're trying to stay relevant. They really, really are. But we, I, I don't believe they're going to be there long term just because they've made too many inside mistakes on how they've handled their people in their own environment. Well, you know how China, they go out there and they steal intellectual property from all these companies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Think about this for a minute. Well, what if the reason they were doing that was not to, be, not to be market competitive, but instead they were doing this because they were planning in the future to collapse the global economy, to get rid of various different companies and corporations because they're going to decline and go away. And that they needed replaceable products and services to basically fit for the global community when that happens. Hmm. Well, pick it, that's uh, picking winners and losers, right? The cool kids mm-hmm. clubs, they, they decide they're going to support, slow down supply chain. 
they'll make this one, make sure everybody they're meeting their marks, getting the production done, all these things. And then the other ones, they start slowing down. Uh, that goes back to the uh, let it rot on the dock, right? Your load of cabbage is great, except for I'm going to slow roll your inspection and it's going to rot there on the dock before you get it to market. Same idea that we had supply chain issues. But how do they maintain a relationship with us by maintaining control of 90% of our pharmaceuticals? I mean, that's stupid on us. Why, why would we ever have done that to try to save a buck? But Mexico now is becoming a major player because they have twice as much capacity to be a physical labor force and the demand that where other places that they don't have that. Um, mm-hmm. And so Mexico is now starting to come up and being a, a player in these things. So there's a lot of, of moving pieces. And I've always said I think China is going to fail only because they just you can't do this on the backs of your people. They're eventually going to just walk away from you. And that's where we see this. I think Brazil is really a good example of that. I mean, they think they've been repressed for a long time. They're springing back. And I think China is very close to its own overthrow of the Chinese Communist Party, who will kill you and anybody who knows you to get rid of you. So there's there's a lot of pieces in there. But yes, we still have to be mindful. They are alive still. They can be venomous to us just by stop production. See, that's the other thing. We have to kind of keep them alive until we put production into another area, right? Can't know, cut your nose off to spite your face? Well, and, and see, that's the problem that people like Bill Clinton got us into with like NAFTA and GATT and, and, and how all that transpired is that we allowed them to build up to that level and to that point. We are the perpetuators of that. And you're right, is that because of that, what has happened is that they've become integrated within the global economy so much that we're dependent upon them. And this is one thing that Trump sought to do is kind of make that separation. Um, And actually what Biden has been doing in the sense of the chipset and Biden actually took very, very drastic actions. He issued an executive order in September that basically told all told all American citizens in China that they either need to apply for Chinese citizenship or they need to return home within 72 hours. And the majority of them returned home, which means that all China's um, – and this happened with only people who were there for chipset manufacturing, so microchip manufacturing. And so basically they killed Chinese manufacturing of microchips overnight. China was one of the yeah. world leaders, and overnight they basically were shut down, and then that puts the stress and the pain on Taiwan. <clears throat> but at the same time, the Chips Act came out in August – where Joe Biden basically is bringing all that manufacturing back to the United States. I'm not saying that that's a, um, you know, Joe Biden's a good dude or anything like that. But that's <laughs> something that that that's something that Donald Trump should have done. I mean, that, well, that was well, a Donald what was Trump the big? Um, what's the, up in Minnesota? There was a, a big manufacturing place going in up there that was supposed to take over the semiconductor and chip manufacturing. Wasn't there? Ah, don't know. We'll be right back okay. with more Dr. Lecho. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. 
local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back with the Dark Delight show. And, well, and you know, Jim, this it brings yeah. up a lot of, of interesting questions in the sense of how um, this asymmetrical warfare is actually waging on throughout the planet. Is we have China making these economic moves. We have Russia making kinetic moves. Um, both of them are disrupting various different domains. So, you know, you have right. Russia controlling and disrupting the uh, the oil and gas domain, the supply chain domain throughout all of Europe. You have China disrupting the, the trade and the microchip domain in Asia Pacific. Um, and who does this affect? This affects the Western nations. This affects, you know, Britain. This affects the United States, Canada, Australia. This affects the, the, the G7 nations. And this is done intentionally. People need to see that this is warfare that's going on right now. Just because there's no missiles being shot and no guns being fired doesn't mean that we're not at war. And this yeah. is massive warfare that's occurring right now. Well, that's and that's the part where I think that we really we get we lose sight of right because we we're not looking far enough into the future or even far enough into the past because we're so consumed with our daily stuff. But think about what we're saying here. There are things that they are doing that they're purposely destroying <laughs> things to maintain the relevancy and to continue to grow things. So to me, it's like, no, I'm going to cut my leg off because my finger hurts, but then I'm going to put a Band-Aid on my thumb, I mean, even though my fingers were – it's really kind of odd to see these variables and how they do create destruction. That is, it does affect them. They're willing to create certain amounts of destruction to affect them so that they can maintain relevancy in another column. And it seems like they – I don't know. I, that, I have never really – I just can't be behind the idea of destruction. I guess that's my my shortcoming is I want to see the continuation of us being better people and having a better society where well, they're just like see that, control. Though. Yeah, you're not going right. to see that. I mean, look at how the world's headed right now. The, the world is headed to the un, 
um, the untimely demise, right? Mm-hmm. Is that we're in this transition of the new age. We're in this transition of a new world. The old guard is being thrown out on the streets. A new guard is coming on in. Um, whatever their ideological beliefs are, I think at this point um, are recognizable, but kind of irrelevant to the pathway of the future because we as a people have to rise up against these radicalized ideologies that are being implemented within the various domains. But at the same time, we have to start building the world that we want to see in the future because everything is coming down to um, this this point of chaos, right? So right. this is what they do. They go out there and they create chaos, problem, reaction, solution, right? They, they right. create the chaos through the control of the information domain. They produce a reaction and then they come out with their solutions. And if we understand that model, if we understand how simple that really is, then we can be standing here with all the solutions all ready to go. We can control the information, the narrative through the reaction, which mm-hmm. has been exactly what's been happening is they're producing chaos, but they can't control the narrative. And this is why it's dragging it out. And so if, right. if, if we as citizens, as we as patriots, if, if we start developing the solutions and then we can also control the narrative, they lose. And this is a, what we are kind of doing right now. Right. Well, and that's yeah. – golly, I mean – you know, if we if we were just more mindful to do more for others than we do for ourselves, I mean, what? How would we put all this on the skids, right? If if we as an as a as a people were actually doing this, we could really walk away from what they're doing, and then they they can't maintain control of us, right? Well, see, the thing is, is that we're we're dealing with a very complex situation here, a very complex system as well. Um, many states, conservative states, are stepping forward and, and realizing that they need to flex their muscles and flex their power. Um, we have Florida, which is doing, I think, leaps and bounds in the sense of understanding how the relationship with the federal government should operate. The same thing with Texas is Texas has it written directly in their constitution that, hey, look, it's the states within union that make up the federal government, not the other way around. It's not the federal Mm -hmm. government that makes up the states and and the federal government needs to be reminded of that. And I think that that's what we're going to see a push towards here in the next uh, next year or two years is that we need to move back to a reorganization of the states as a union that makes up the federal charter and that the federal government has no power unless given to them by the states. Now, you know, one of the biggest changes to the Constitution that happened in the early 20th century that, that? basically took this away. Do you know what this was? Uh, you're talking about the 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 uh, the growth of the or the creation of the 1913 IRS. Uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the constitutional amendment, the change, who elects your senator, senators, the, the oh, Senate that's right. yeah. used yeah. to be elected by the state houses of representatives. Mm-hmm. This is so that the state had a say within federal matters, and this makes sense because. The federal government is composed of the state. And so basically a state is made up of people and the government of the people, right? And so the people get to choose one house and the state gets to choose the other house. And then those two basically consolidate to come about with a decision that goes to the president that is elected through the electoral colleges. And see, in the early 20th century, what happened is that changed. Is that the people basically elected the House of Representatives and the senators. Why? Because it's easier to sway the emotions, the thoughts, the ideas of the people 
And so if you can control that, then you can control both houses. And this is exactly what they've done. And I think what they need to do is they need to repeal that amendment and bring the power back to the states to elect your senators. Wow. Oh, how far we've come. Hmm. We should, I mean, why is it every conversation can't start at the Constitution? I mean, shouldn't we do that with every single bill, like default to freedom instead of default to incarceration? Shouldn't we (laughs) finding a better way to make sure there's more freedom uh, invoked with everything we do? Well, unfortunately, I mean, you know, take like the Second Amendment, for instance. I'm in I'm in Minnesota right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And a a buddy of mine last night, we're talking about um, the buy a pistol in Minnesota. He's like, oh, don't you need a permit to buy a pistol in Minnesota? I said, I I don't think you need a permit to buy one. But I know that if you want to open carry or concealed carry that you need a permit for it. And that if you're Mm going to basically if you're going to have it in your car, there's massive restrictions. And I, whenever I see things like this, where there's just heavy restrictions upon the Second Amendment, the first thing that I, I think about is, you know, going to court over this, right? And right. and looking the judge and saying, judge, you know, the first thing I would like to do is I would like to just get some things defined for me before we begin with this trial. Can um, can you please define for me so that the court knows what the word infringed? represents yep. what is the definition of infringed and right. you just go through various definitions of words and so when we look at that then we, now i can pull in supreme court interpretations of the second amendment and we start to find out that the laws that these states have on restrictions of firearms pistols for instance is unconstitutional it's a direct violation of your constitutional amendment See, the thing is, right. is no state can make a law against the carrying, open carrying of a firearm. They can't. And they right. can't have different laws for pistols than they do for rifles and shotguns. And here's well, the thing. It's, is they, it's, um, the sad part of it is, is there's nothing in there that talks about criminal records or barrel length or how many freedom fries come out of the end either. Well, that's the thing is, I can, yeah, there's, there's no, uh, there's no um, magazine cap here in Minnesota, so I can put a 50-round drum on, right? But I can, I can open carry, apparently I can open carry an AR-15 here or a 12-gauge shotgun here, but I can't open carry a pistol, which makes no sense whatsoever. But it just goes to show you the, the absolute illogicalness of the radical left's, you know, bills that they, 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 they get out there and they put into the legislature. And well, I always say that the, the point where I can if if they can make something up about me that they want to keep me from having, then I can make something up from them. And that's the slippery slope. I think we get we forget is that anytime we start trying to limit someone else's freedoms and liberties, they can then turn around and do the same thing to me on their ideology or what thing that they feel is important. So we have to be careful to every time we limit someone else, we're limiting ourselves as well. Right. And more laws don't make better people. They don't make morality. It doesn't create morality. In fact, it actually creates resistance, which actually makes us more criminal intended or in having a criminal intent because human nature is to push back, right? So the more you push me down, the more I want to push back. And then I fall into your system by pushing back. And then I create my a cr- criminal situation. This is just a vicious cycle of too much pressure on the human psyche and on our daily lives. You know, you want to know something interesting, and, and this will just talk about, uh, you know, the the corruption of the government that people don't see on an everyday basis. Um, I just had Russell J. Gould on the show um, Friday, 
And we had some good discussions. And I like Russell. I think he's a good guy. I think uh, he he means well. He's really well researched. Um, I don't agree with everything he says. But one thing I told him, and he was kind of like, whoa, I, I, I didn't know that, is he was talking about the post offices, right? Mm-hmm. And that, did you know that basically every federal institution that you're going to find around this country has a post office? Mm-hmm. Now, do you know why that is? <laughs> well, Go no, ahead, no, it, it's, a simple que- it's a simple question. Yeah. The reason why is because the federal government cannot own land. That The federal government, as per the Constitution, was only allotted the 10 square miles of Washington, D.C. And then they had the ability to produce only one administration, and that's the post office. And so right. the federal land that they acquire are all contained under the post office. That's why there's oh, a post man. office on every single federal building throughout this country. Right. Because they can't own and that's. And that's what, you know, so that's the workaround, right? So they were, they looked at it, they, they felt like they needed to maintain some control. So they found a workaround mm-hmm. to, to force their will upon us. I mean, isn't that really what we're thinking about here? Well, yeah. I mean, it, well, I think what it is, is as the country expanded and got bigger, they, they needed more bureaucracy that kind of dictated and they just kind of worked within it and weaved within the laws that kind of formulate that. That's at least my opinion, but Anyways, we'll be back with more Dark Delight show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back in the Dark Delight show. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things to talk about. The federal government in our lives, in our states, and in, in the laws that they pass is one thing. You know, interesting enough, Kevin McCarthy mm-hmm. um, is now the new Speaker of the House. Now, this is something that we talked about last week, and there was speculation Donald Trump could be Speaker of the House. And uh, I want to tell people that Donald, can, Donald Trump right now is in control of the Congress. For those who don't right. understand this, Donald Trump is in control of the Congress. So McCarthy became Speaker of the House. But wait, but, he became something that we keep saying we don't want the cabal or the establishment to be in our lives. He's now the backhand side of that. Well, so is but, he a good guy on. because he's doing that? No, no, no. Right. Hold on, hold on. Oh. There's, there's so much more here. <laughs> All right, is yeah. that basically what happened? Is they negotiated, and you have to remember the twenty holdouts from the Freedom Caucus. These were representatives mm-hmm. of Donald Trump. In order to pass bills in Congress, in order to get anything to do, you need those 20 votes. And Donald Trump was flexing his muscle. He has hundreds of people in Congress that are loyal to him. But these 20 are like the supreme loyalists. And what he just showed is that he can hold up Congress simply by a phone call. And during that whole negotiation, they were on the phone with Donald Trump negotiating for Kevin McCarthy. Here's the thing. There was... Details released of what was negotiated. It has been reported it'll only take a single congressman acting what is known as a Jeffersonian motion to move remove the speaker if he or she goes against the uh, the word of policy in the agenda that they formulated. So basically, if Kevin McCarthy goes against what they've said, Mm -hmm. uh, he said he was going to do. One member, Matt Gatz, can rise up, call it a Jeffersonian motion. And the speaker is basically has to step down and they have to vote on a new speaker again. 
another that he's going to organize. If you remember the church committee, um, yeah, yeah, remember, yeah, 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 the church committee. So yeah. they're going to organize a church committee style um, organization from Congress that's going to look into the weaponization of the FBI and the other government organizations that were involved with all the Google and the Twitter and the spying and all of this, including the fist courts. They're going to promote a bill for term limits for Congress. It's going to go up for a vote. Um, They're going to present a bill to Congress uh, will be a single. So all bills presented to Congress will be single subject, not omnibus with beautiful um, beautiful. with all the earmarks labeled. And there will Mm -hmm. be a 72 hour minimum period to read them. Perfect. Yeah. Texas border plan will be put before Congress. Um, the four prolonged plan aims to complete physical border infrastructure, fix border enforcement policies, enforce our laws in the interior, and target cartels and criminal organizations. COVID mandates will be ended as long uh, as well as the funding of them. So this is included. As a, this also includes emergency funding. Budget bills would uh, stop the endless increases in the debt ceiling, and the Senate uh, and hold the Senate accountable for the same. So. This is actually a win-win. Now, the question is, is can you win the votes in the Senate? Right. Well, here's but here's the thing with that. Why is it that this is so obvious? But I think this is like trying to put a cork in the bottom of the ocean where the Titanic lays. We're we're so far beyond spending and all the stuff that they have done in the last two, two and a half years. Well, actually, the last six years of destroying our economy and destroying the the value of our currency, which was going to rush us into the whole new reset of currency. I mean, I, 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 this, this would have been far more effective 50 years ago. I'm glad they're doing it. I think we should, we should learn from it. But are, are we too late? Are we bailing you know, water out of the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean here? Um, I mean, that's well, kind of where I'm looking at. No, I, I think that what we have to look at is we have to look at the big picture here. We have mm-hmm. Donald Trump, who basically is flexing his muscles in Congress right now. Today, I think they're in session today. Today is their first day together. So this will right. be very, very interesting to see what type of investigations come about. I can already tell you that from what I've heard, Donald Trump has basically negotiated that they'll open up investigations, obviously church-like committee. Uh, they'll open mm-hmm. up investigations into um, – Various points of criminality, including the Fisk Court. So General Michael Flynn was on Twitter this morning, and he uh, he said a short thread. And by the way, General Flynn is talking directly to Donald Trump every day. He said, in the coming right. months, among other serious problems, and there are many, we're going to learn that Fisk, this is the uh, the surveillance court, has become a parallel Supreme Court but operates in almost total secrecy. In 1975, right. Church stated, hiding evil in the trademark of the totalitarian government. There is no pernicious threat to free society than a secret police operating beyond the law. If these abuses had not been uncovered and had the agencies gone unchecked, we might have well seen a secret police develop in the United States. Once that begins, Church was right, then his words would exponentially more on point in 2023. Advances in technology, growth in federal bureaucracy, and deep-seated corruption across the federal government has only expanded the government's um, ability to destroy America's Fourth Amendment rights. Now is the time to form another church-like committee to enact serious reforms and and either disband the agencies or demand full compliance and accountability from increasingly rogue security state shadow governments. Um, We got to pray that our elected representatives have more moral fiber, integrity guts to call out then do the right thing doing the right thing is really hard america has sacrificed so much from our fallen our founders 
they deserve to shine once more. So very interesting there about General Flynn coming out, and he's working with Trump. Right. He's working with the guys in Congress. This is a team that's going on right now, and we're about to see investigations into this. Let's go to the calls real quick. Eric. Hey, great show, guys. Am I coming through okay? Yeah. Yes, sir. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Excellent points. I'm enjoying the broadcast. There was a slight disagreement kind of I had, or something I'd like to expand. When, you're, when your guest just said, you know, is it too late? Are we bailing water out of the already sunk Titanic, you know, with the teacup. And, and my mind, I know you went right to Donald Trump and right from the top-down fix. My mind went to, when he said that, my first thought was, buy local, fix local. That's one of my mottos. Um, right. I think we really need to return sovereignty to, to the county level at its fundamental, elemental root of the problem, which is always local. All poli- who, who, is the, who is the person that said all politics is local, or one of the one of the famous Flynn says that, that a lot too. Who said that? Flynn says yeah. that a lot during his speeches. Well, I say yeah. that. I, I say that as well. That's yeah. that's one thing that I've I've talked about a lot on this show is that yeah, we have I to get back to the family and the community. Right, and and uh, legally and financially and economically as well, um, because the, 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 it's very difficult to fix this problem that we're in from the top down. We need to have some top down fix uh, taking place. But ultimately, should that fail, and I would argue that, you know, the Republicans had the control of the most of the government there for a while, and nothing really fundamentally restored the republic in its standing, um, we have to get back to that local, that local fix and stop relying on, you know, Donald Trump's going to do this or, the, you know, the general's going to do that. We need their help. We, we're not, we're not, you know, we can't be apart and have the fix without them. But I think it's much more of a local thing. Get the children local, uh, locally well, educated. So, to- so, Eric, I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. Here's the thing. Number one is that you have to take care of the federal overreach into our lives. And that's where General Flynn and Donald Trump and these guys in Congress are doing right now. But it's up to us to do everything on the lower level, to do it in our household, to do it within our community, to do it within the local areas. It's up to us to do that. That's not going to come about through federal mandate. That's not going to come around through state legislation. They're going to work every way to make that not happen. And so it comes down to us to be the catalyst for those. We have to go out there. We have to come up with the ideas. We have to build that foundation, rebuild that foundation. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. And this is one thing I've talked about from the beginning of this show, not this show, but the the dark delight shows that they've been doing it is that we have to get back to family. We have to get back to community because it's the foundation of the family that builds the community. It's the community that builds the state. It's the state that builds a strong federal government. And when we understand that, then we can progress forward. And you're right. Buy local, right? Shop local. Um, grow, grow your own. Vote Become with your money. Yeah, vote with your money. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate that. I, I suspect the federal overreach is so pervasive and so powerful right now that it, 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 it it's almost. I, I believe. I don't know if Donald Trump, General Flynn, and all the greatest people that we have will be able to affect that change. So I think to 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 put a cease and desist on the federal overreach into our local lives. We need to educate the local sheriff that his position is now. This is according to LegalDictionary.com. The sheriff is the chief peace officer in a county or subdivision. He's more powerful than the state police. He's more powerful than the FBI. He's more powerful so than the CIA them. or Interpol. So 
So we need to educate our local sheriffs and help them find their Perfect. courage to resist the federal overreach and the overstep. In other words, legislation at the county level that says the power of the state and or federal government stops at the county line. Counties are sovereign Perfect. and exercise that sovereignty. What do you think? I, I agree 100%. Yep, yeah. you're absolutely right. That's awesome. Yep. So appreciate the call, Eric. Thank you so much. But yeah, no, he's he's absolutely right. And that's a conversation for a different day because that's a whole hour broadcast right there about how to do <laughs> yeah. that with the sheriffs and, and how to bring about sovereignty back into the county. Uh, we'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight Show. And as a reminder, guys, Mondays and Wednesdays. Mondays Rockford and Wednesdays. Files. We have an extra hour of the Dark Delight Show where you are hosted by Jim Price. That about guy. Oh, that was, that's what we were just listening to. That's, that's a theme song for the Rockford Files. With the, it is. The gold firebird and, yeah. Anyway, that's... <laughs> 
Well, Call and back. so in another point of uh, of disappointment uh, on Friday is the uh, mm-hmm. Lloyd Brunson and Rallen Brunson, the first case that they had that went to the Supreme Court, I say first because they have another one in the Tenth Circuit, um, got denied by the Supreme Court, was uh, rejected. Mm-hmm. So that was a uh, uh, much expected. I, I, I expected that that would happen. Um, I, we were hopeful. We were, you know, it's like one of the first times that I've been kind of promoting hopium, I guess, but I didn't, uh, I said, it's most likely going to get thrown out, which we were right on that. But what are your thoughts? Well, and this is where I think that we, we as citizens are kind of miss how our government really runs and it's hard to get people. So you got to meet people where they're at, right? When you start the conversation, like, where are you at? Well, the government sucks, and we're okay. All right, I, we all agree with that point. Now we got to go to here's how the government starts the process of how they work. Well, and then here's the bureaucracy behind it, and then here's this procedural thing behind this, and then this mm-hmm. word means this. And the sad part of it is you lose people about the second or third sentence into that, and too many times it, it's that you. I, I call it over explaining because something happens it that takes ten seconds to happen. I spend ten hours over explaining the process of why it happened and how we got here. And a lot of people will go glazed eye on you. Um, and I, 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 that's the kind of the, we, we call the red pill effect now because we're, we're, we're going back to the matrix example of coming out of the system in red pill. Or are you going to take the blue pill to go back to sleep? And then that ties into the 27% of us have a running narrative. Again, over explaining, right? And, that, uh, and people don't want to take that time to educate themselves. So those that, of us that have worked in this realm and have really studied this, yeah, I know what the answer is, but then I have to – it takes too long to get it in a 15, 12-minute segment on the radio or on a show or whatever it is. So this is this is kind of a good education process. Glad you're paying attention to your Supreme Court. I'm glad you're paying attention to the process. I'm glad you got a little hopium in there. That's great, but why is it that you're seeing what you're seeing? And that's the hard part of this whole thing is being on this side of the microphone, just like me and Josh are in our daily shows and things we do. It, 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 we kind of get frustrated because we have to keep going back and re going back and re going back. Is it? I hope that answered that question. So, have you heard about this? Iraq has issued an arrest warrant for Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but listen, why? So, oh, okay. according to Iraq News, which cites Baghdad News Outlet. Iraq Supreme Court has issued an arrest warrant for former U.S. President Donald Trump for the murder of Iran's Quds Force commander, Qassem Soleimani, on Iraqi soil. Um, Soleimani was on Iraqi soil bombing, planning basically missions against Iraqis and Americans. (laughs) Like, he helped Iraq. But this goes to show, this just goes to show that Iran is now in full control of Iraq again. And this is one of the things right. that Saddam Hussein was trying to prevent. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, represented- good. Go ahead. So go ahead. Good. No, it's, it's just kind of this idea that we have um, the Iraqi news quoting the Baghdad, whatever. I mean, like, oh, my gosh, guys. Like, it's just, they're all state-owned. Get over it. But it, they're mad because we did this. But that happened how many years ago? Four? Mm-hmm. You're just getting around to this arrest warrant today? Well, I mean, I, I think it's uh, we're we're going to see a lot more than that. It's going to be right. uh, one big stage. But here we go. Representative Paul Gosar, we will conduct an investigation into the attempted coup by Trader General Mark Milley and Nancy Pelosi. What? This is this is awesome. On January 7th, Gozar tweeted, remember, we will conduct a real investigation in the January 6th. The effort 
uh, to attempt a coup between Mark Milley, General Mark Milley, and Pelosi will be uh-huh. reviewed and exposed. Gosar continues, Milley's treasonous sellout to China will be investigated. Pelosi's not warning members about intel of impeding violence will be exposed. Gosar would continue his series of tweets where soon we will know the truth. And if you remember, Goes, uh, or uh, uh, Milley mm-hmm. apparently says that he hid in his new book, he said he hid uh, uh, the nuke coach from Donald Trump. The problem with that is that uh, Milley doesn't have any command and control authority. He's He can't hide the new codes because he doesn't have control of them. So that, that's actually right. a lie. But one thing that he did is he called the Secretary of Defense in China on October 31st, right? A few that's days before the election. A few days before the election and said, don't worry about Donald Trump. I'll take care of him. Oh, that's, he's such a big boy. He's, that's called treason. Yeah. That, that's called treason. <laughs> um, yeah. He's so he's such a great. I mean, look how he cares. I mean, he just he's really giving of himself. He's just that guy. I mean, well, I got to send him a Christmas. He needs to be court martialed and uh, sent in Leavenworth for the rest of his life. That's what needs to Absolutely. happen. Absolutely. I think Leavenworth man, is too nice. Right. And then we, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, Go ahead, go ahead. What, oh, about, what, well, what, I was going to ask you, what? do we still have the prison ships thing going on globally? Are we still doing that? Um, we still doing the floating prison ship thing? No, I don't think we are. And the thing is, is I can tell you from being in the Navy that if we were doing that, then you would have to have uh, replenishment to see of those types of things. And right. too many people would talk. I mean, we have prison ships. They're just right. not. Uh, they're just not out there. But uh, then Nancy Pelosi on January 6th, if we remember this, days before... We had the 25,000 National Guard troops authorized by the Secretary of Defense, by Donald Trump. Nancy Pelosi denied them. She withheld intelligence um, directly from the Capitol Police, from the DOD, of what was happening there, because she's the one who was in control of Capitol security. But see, wait, General Flynn was convicted of uh, lying to FBI agents because he misquoted a date, but she lied about all that, and that's her what? Well, Math? Congress has immunity. You got to remember that Congress has immunity, Jim. What? No, they do not. They do. I, I, them, no, 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 no. Anything no, that's no, said no, in the no. House of Representatives has immunity. No, 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 no. We got to change that, or we got to represent our Constitution differently mm-hmm. here, because you can't have immunity, bud. I'm, I'm just saying you can't. I get you don't want to prosecute them during whatever while they're in office. Like, I understand the kind of the pump and the brakes thing there, but no. Full stop. No, I just we got to stop doing that. Cool Kids Club and in levels of uh, prosecutional immunity and all that. No, we, we got to stop this. That's why we feel like we're dirty inside all the time because we get a speeding ticket, but yet these guys are committing like literally treason and all kinds of things. Like, and I'm just trying to be the best congressman I can be. <laughs> stop. 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 Well, did stop. you hear that AOC's net worth is like twenty million or something like that? Was that you that was telling me that? Uh, no, but I did see that that she has uh, she's done a little she's done a little bit of investing. I mean, she's really good with her money. Come on, yeah. Josh. I mean, she's so brilliant. Hee haw! She she looks like that donkey from the hee haw show when you first start out. That hee haw, mm-hmm. that big T thing. Anyway, um, that's a I'm sorry, it's character assassination. Yeah, according to this, if you remember a few years ago. This woman could not even purchase an apartment in D.C. She was complaining <laughs> about how much money she had. She was a bartender. A garbage disposal. Yeah. Now she's worth over, <laughs> I think, like, I, I think they said $20 million, that she's worth over $20 yeah. million from her social endorsements and sales and all uh-huh. that type of stuff. It's just yeah, Just like Pence's uh, magic book he wrote right after January 6th. Mm-hmm. Sleep. Agreed, I mean, it's yeah. just 
money laundering, man. Money laundering, boys and girls. They do it right in front of you. They're not lying to you. And it's because you don't stop them. That's your fault. I mean, that's that's really where we're at with this whole thing. We just get, we, It's got to stop. I mean, the local jurisdiction should have authority over these people for what they're doing and where the money comes in and out of those jurisdictions. It just takes some guts and moxie where your sheriff goes out and actually prosecutes or, or creates an investigation into these crimes. Your sheriff can do a lot of amazing things. But if you're like where I live, um, my, my, my sheriff, Sheriff Easter, said, I'm a constitutional sheriff, but just not like you think constitutional. <laughs> I'm like, well, then you're an idiot. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, she's well, brilliant. It, it, now, now, and uh, I know we only got like uh, about 30 seconds left, but and then you're coming oh. on. But here's the thing is, could we be seeing a church committee very similar to what mm. we were just talking about with the, all these other investigations into UFOs, Jim? Woo! Well, I'd love to hear all that stuff. I'm looking that would be awesome. All right, guys. I am out of here. Jim's going to join you for the next hour on the Dark Delight Show. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. Take care. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the new world order. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Dark Delight. I'm Jim Price, your host. Thank you guys so much for stank, sticking around on your lunch hour. I know a lot of you guys are heading back to work or maybe taking a late lunch with us, so thank you guys so much for being here. Guys, this is the world where we're, we're, we're talking about these things, and I know I laugh, and me and Josh are kind of pushing topics around, And but the sad part of it is is this is, the, this is like we could just go on and on. I, I, I wish we could have like, well, you know, we kind of ran out of negative talk. Uh, the government's just killing it. They're doing all this freedom stuff for us, and it's just making an amazing world. And we always have the freedom of our body and our mind. Is Oh, it's liberty. is great. And I, I, I don't know. I, you understand that these are people with a heartbeat and a conscience and supposedly a mind that are going out of their way to create language in a legal way to then control you in ways that you haven't begun to understand. I mean, I, I t- I've mentioned this on the show constantly, is that you know, 30% of the car value that you have when you buy a new car is EPA regulations. I mean, think about that. If you just got the EPA out of there, and if you guys think that somehow they have figured out how to transform the chemical pop and the, and the motor there and the piston, and then it comes out the exhaust and the little catalytic converter changes all the poisonous gases into you know, unicorn farts. I don't know. You, you live in a different world than I do. I, I testing for right now. I mean, the APA certain criteria is under these certain chemicals. Well, let's put something in here that changes, changes to a chemical you're not testing for. We are, there's so many times just, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, 
we got to quit quitting being lied to. But let me, I had, a, I had an article here I wanted to read to you. Republican Ben Sass. He says he's sad for needy and desperate Trump and his parting shot before leaving the Senate. So this guy, he goes and runs for Senate. And uh, Mr. Ben Sass, he goes and he wins the election. And he's from Nebraska. But uh, outgoing Republican Ben Sass offers a parting shot at Trump. Uh, Donald Trump, shortly after leaving the Senate, saying he's sad for the former president while also praising Trump's conservative judicial appointments. Oh, now wait. He's contradicting himself? Mm, this is a new one for us, guys. We've never seen government government uh, servants contradicting themselves, have we? we this is, guys, it's just a brilliant mind. We're going to go on here. So it says, Sass, um, GOP Senator Sass offered a parting blow. He says uh, he's moving on to academia. Um. I'm just sad for him as a human because obviously there's a lot of complicated stuff going on in that soul. Wow, how noble of him. He sounds very preacherous as if he just has this compassion for humanity and things that he just is just pouring his heart out. He really is. He's 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 sad for him. Sass told the Obama, I'm sorry, the Obama, I just sorry, Omaha World Herald uh, just at, at a human level, I'm sad for him to be that needy and desperate. Sass added that on policy, on a policy level, I always love that he kept his word on the judges. Wait, so now wait, you, you say he's sad for him, but he did. All right. Sass formally resigned for, from the Senate on Sunday to become the next president of the University of Florida. A staunch conservative, the Nebraskan worked with Trump in the White House on a myriad of policies. But Sass never connected with Trump on a personal level. So wait now. So you go and you run for Senate and Nebraskans elect you, but then you go ahead and resign after you... Wait, what? You, Folks, the games that are played in that moment right there where you have, you have a, a guy who's in the seat, now he's going to go be a president of a new university in Florida. I... I, I really want you guys to understand. You do not. You guys are. Are you guys seeing the establishment touch here? Are you seeing where he has to go and do this little sacrificial speech here at the very end, where he goes and he he throws up this fodder at Trump that he's got some type of a personal issue, some kind of a problem inside of his soul. I mean, I I don't know. I I I understand that I have in my own political understanding of Trump when I voted for him. I said, yeah, I'm going to vote for you, but I'm going to watch you. And I don't want you to fail me. I want you to do what you're supposed to do. Now we're finding out how nefarious people that were his security advisors, his military advisors, things that, that where he thought he had the best advice, picking the right people, and just he just picked more swamp creatures. And there was things that I saw him do that he you know he moved the embassy to Israel uh, to, to to Israel. How in Israel? How amazing is that that he moved it? That 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 was a, just a quick little deal. Like, but we've had generations of presidents saying that this is going to happen, to move the embassy. But we don't pay attention to that, that he just did that. Boom. Hey, get it done. All right, done. He did a lot of things, but this guy is going down, like, talking about the guy's soul. What What did you do? What did you sell out on? Where? Why are you getting this sudden appointment to a state-ran education system as the president? How did you leapfrog from senator to president of a university? How is that possible? Is that this another Mike Pence uh, book deal where you get this little cush job being a adjunct professor or you know, whatever it is where you have this 
this guy's right here is a great lesson in that. And yes, I do believe Trump's doing a lot of things great for us, but also how 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 easy is it to control someone you know who has he has some uh, skeletons in the closet. McCarthy's not a clean guy. McCarthy's got a lot of things to, to answer for, and it will come out. And the sad part of it is it may come out. He may end up having to destroy himself because he needs to do what he needs to do to expose the, the corruption inside of the government. And that's okay. Maybe that will be, maybe that where he can, he can cleanse himself a little bit and get away from some of the stuff he did in the past where he was having to bow down to certain political pressures. I, these are just questions, guys. These are observations of what I'm looking at here. But to have a guy go out, and then on his way out, he's like, I just worry about this guy's soul. I'm just so, you know, it sounds like the Nancy Pelosi. On bended knee, I asked the Lord, what should I, shall I impeach this man or not? I mean, they were waiting for anything, and the Ukrainian call was what they hung their hat on. But what did that actually do for us? And I, and I want to show you how these connections are really great. I think it was great that the Ukrainian call was the focus of what they wanted to talk about because how more, how much more could you educate the entire globe on what Ukraine really is except for to shine the light through an entire impeachment process of Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. And even though Ukraine is not the topic of an impeachment process right now, but we're still talking about Ukraine, correct? And how easy will it be for us to go back if we have control of this to say we want to go in and look at these things and we want to expose, create daylight on the documentation we have about Ukraine? Or how let's do the investigation of why at any level at all does our country have 42 bio labs in Ukraine that they own and operate and staff? I mean, we're, we're find, funding these things from the word go. These are the questions and observations that you're seeing. So when I start talking about like, why does this guy like, oh yeah, I'm just worried about his soul. You know, why did you say that on the way out? If you're quitting your job, you don't create a press conference like, that's it, I'm out. And by the way, the manager here sucks. Or the former manager here sucks. I mean, nobody does that. No, why did he need to do it? What was it? This is this is that little placating thing. You know, he's getting his appointment. So to give that last little touch to show how much he's a team player with the establishment, he goes out there and says, Hi, by the way, his soul is bad. He got bad soul stuff going on. So just pray for him that, you know, everybody, come on, guys. I mean, this is, we don't have to be this much, you know, we don't have to live along with this, right? We can push back and say, dude, just get, kick rocks. We're done. Bye. If you're going to, you're going to get your election, but then you're going to step down so then they can appoint a guy who probably couldn't have got elected, but he's going to get in there and do what the establishment wants. Remember, this is all how this all works in a lot of these states where the, the, someone will just get appointed to a seat. So someone who gets to get the tap on the shoulder to move up to the next establishment level because they did the good boy stuff back at the state level, now he gets to do the federal level stuff and they pat him on the head and give him his little dollars that he needs. I don't know. I, I really, that right there, that giving the dollars he needs, I don't think we pay attention to that enough. Really think about this. You're going to give up what you know to be right. You're going to give up you know, other people's rights and liberties for uh for this fictitious fiat dollar that we carry now. It says Federal Reserve note. We all know the Federal Reserve is actually not part of the federal government. It's a it's a privately owned company. It operates completely outside of of any control of the federal government. Oh, but Jim, we get a seat at the table for you know, we get to appoint the president gets to put someone I'm like that's <laughs> you think that matters? You think that's a big deal? I mean, seriously, we have a fiat currency that's owned by 
a private corporation who basically they're they're trying to pull money out of the system through higher interest rates. No, they're not doing that. They're trying to cover up their debt by creating inflation. I talked about this two years ago that we are going to start seeing a ramping up of inflation to cover up the debt that they're trying to create. So that's what they do. So they spend all this money, then they create inflation. And as you guys are paying more for everything, remember all taxes percentage of. So the higher products are, the more money they can bring in. The Fed, the, the, the actual treasury, the federal government treasury is bringing in record amounts of income right now. They're bringing in record amounts. of How? How are they doing that? Because everything costs more and they get a taste. They get their percentage of. They don't ask, they're not asking for, hey, we need $100 million this year. So when you get us our $100 million, we'll quit taxing you. No, they get their percentage every time a transaction has occurred in this country. Every time you make a dollar on your paycheck, every time there's some interest earned in your 401k, they're getting their taste. And the more you make, the more they make. Just like percentage of tax on gasoline. Why are they so excited? They were like, oh, we're trying to fight those gas prices at the pump. No, they're not, because that would mean they're taking money out of their pocket. Nobody does that. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to really need to get that gas prices down. They like those gas prices high because they get their percentage of. You see how that works, guys? The manipulation of inflation covers debt. <laughs> and uh, and we get to pay for it. And I don't know. We're going to probably have to see how many of these other backdoor deals it gave to the establishment to get McCarthy where he is. Anyway, guys, we've got a commercial break coming up. I'm Jim Price of Dr. Light. We'll be back here in just a few minutes. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. 
My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Well, I'm Jim Price and Dark Delight Show. Do you appreciate you guys all tuning back in here on WYSL? Thank you guys so much for tuning in the second hour of talking about things that really, you know, we have to do those next level questions, right? We've got to ask what it is, why well, this guy's like, I care about Trump's soul or whatever his problem. Anyway. Uh, there's a new trend going around, guys, and I know that we we a few years back we were doing the whole you know remember uh, take a knee because um, Fitzpatrick didn't get his contract, guys. That we how that whole thing just bothered me the whole way, right? And 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 that, that's really not where I want to go with this. But remember, we were doing the symbolism, right, of taking a knee, and then it was about you know you know the cop brutality or slavery or whatever. Whatever they wanted to try to see, whatever the shiny object to get us to, uh, to attach to, that's what they ran with. But what if I told you there's a new trend out there, and we're seeing it among our major league uh, uh, players and other things, and that's going on is the Pfizer salute, you know, where you cover your heart and you stand there and you hold your heart, uh, pledging allegiance to the government chemical that they bothered to put in your body. I, I don't think it's a trend I'm going to be a part of. I guess I've, I'm going to be an outlier outside of the Cool Kids Club here where I just decide I don't want to be a part of the Pfizer salute that we're seeing. Guys, when you grab your heart, if that's that's serious stuff. And I would had Dr. Bartlett on my show last week. and We've actually talked several times while I was on the road and other things in Tennessee. And he's like, well, yeah, Jim, there's... And I asked him, I was like, is this, is this normal? He goes, well, first of all, no, it's not normal. But you can recover with, you know, with some speed and some different things that are going on that if the right protocols are there and, and this whole thing with heart stoppage and uh, this and that. He goes, but yeah, the normalcy of this happening to elites and things like that, it just doesn't happen that way. He says, yes, sir, the, the, the icing or cooling of the body does a, creates a, you know, a healing process in, in the muscles of the body and causes cause recovery and things like that. And these things can actually happen. And you know, intubation is okay. Yes, there's a big, you know, uh, a, a, a large unsuccessful rate of coming off of the ventilator. But he says, yeah, these things happen. And we talked and talked about this because the sad part, Jimmy, is I just don't see things where this is going to get any better with time. But yeah, the whole new thing, this is the new trend, guys, if you... Those of you that uh, may have wanted to take that, that's a, that's a new thing out there. And I don't know if that's what I want to be a part of, but I'm saying this Pfizer salute thing. I know we're using humor to talk about this a little bit. You know, you know I'm doing a little tongue-in-cheek here about this. But how many more people are talking about this? Remember I, I said, if you have the ability to even create the question in your mind that this could be a possibility of this government chemical put into bodies, then you need to explore that further. You need to start asking those next-level questions and see what's going to come of it. This is a this is a part of our life. Now, don't forget, we had the uh, John Hopkins and uh, old Billy Billy Gates. Now, by the way, I have the exact same medical degree as Billy Gates. Uh, oh, oh uh, Billy, uh, I have that same degree. Uh, I play a doctor on TV just like he does, and so we're very equal. You know, uh, very equal, except for I'm just not sold out for that dollar. That Fed Reserve dollar doesn't really matter to me uh, the way that I guess it does to him. And he gets to pay for that, and that I, I won't be a part of that. I, I just I want to make sure everybody's clear 
that I would rather stand on my feet and fight what was right and fight for your freedoms and your liberties than to ever die on my knees worshiping these people and what they want. Uh, one thing, too, uh, Brazil, <clears throat> this is this is not hitting the regular news because it's not sexy and it doesn't create more incarceration and fear in your life. Brazil, uh, Brazil troops cleared out the uh, the people out of the capital because they actually said, you know what, We're, we've had enough. We're not going to put up with your crap. And they stormed the con- their Congress and the Supreme Court to go in on Sunday. They're they're done with it. And I, why? How can you fault people from wanting to replace something that they know factually that they did not support? They're not a part of. They can see the actual destruction of their their voting rights, their their ability to have a vote or a voice in their daily lives. How can you fault them for that? And the sad part of it is, is that I guess we just haven't lost enough yet. I guess we just really haven't, you know, and, and people are like, well, what do you mean, Jim? I was like, well, you know, are you guys out there holding your city councils accountable? Are you guys out there holding your 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 uh, school boards accountable, your county commissions accountable? That's where you guys should be banging all of your truth into city council, your county commission and your school board. Guys, you can really move the needle Right in your own hometown, you can change how the tax structure is through your county commission. You could change your freedom levels by your county commission. You can actually go in and make sure the policy enforcers, the police department in your local city is not doing things they shouldn't because you are holding the city council accountable and they're not using the policy enforcers to inflict their will on the people. See, this is where the lockdown things should have been the greatest lesson that the policy the policies are coming out of the city council going to the policy enforcers affected your life where they were trying to shut your businesses down. They were trying to keep you from going to church, keep you from going to funerals. Think about this. You when people go through the grieving process, they could not go and have that final that final closure at a funeral where you get together with family members and and participate in that grieving process. Because they told you not to because you're going to die of some mysterious fart in the wind that's going to kill you? This is, the, this is the great lesson. So hindsight's 2020, right? I, but I, during the time of this, I said, guys, stop. Don't live in your hall closet on your warm blanket of fear. You don't have to live like this. But the policy coming out of the city council going to the policy enforcers Do you see how that turns into the brown shirt effect of what we understand will happen in the beginning of World War II, where they created ghettos? Why do we use ghetto as a derogatory term? Why do we use ghetto in our daily lives saying, well, people live in ghettos now, or people live this or that? The problem is, is we're using words that we really don't understand the real meaning of why those words came up and why they were used at the time. But how did they get there? How did they get to that abusive nature from the overreach of government? through the local policy of the local cities at the ground level. And General Flynn talks about this also, you know, uh, local politics has national effect. So why aren't you going to every meeting? Well, because I don't have the time. Then find someone who does and support them and make sure they're being the stir stick at these meetings that you can't be. So you vote with your money. So you give to a guy, you know, it's like Josh or me. You donate to those to our shows so that we can, one, motivate other people. Or we can go do the speeches ourselves. Or we can participate in this and that and the other thing. But if you can't be there, then send someone who will. Send someone who will. Send someone who will. Same thing with your, your the whole CRT, this critical race theory. 
We call CRT. They got us to use the abbreviation so you quit talking about what critical race theory is. Now, if you think about those words crammed together, they really don't make much sense, like conspiracy theorist. But you guys, we have to hold these people accountable. Well, you know, they know what's best for our children. You know, that's why they were elected. Guys, are you sure? Have you talked to a lot of these people? You you'd be you would be like, hey, hey, I don't even want you mowing my lawn because I don't think you could do, you know, do straight lines here. I don't think you could get, do it without leaving mohawks in the middle of my yard. Guys, remember, you have to put forth the effort. And your county commission, who then also works hand-in-hand with your sheriff, imagine if you were working with them to create freedom and liberty. Imagine if you were meeting with your sheriff weekly or biweekly, or he was coming to your, your meetings with your, your small group or big group. What could he be learning? What could you be teaching him? Because he can't read your mind. He can't read your mind knowing that you want more freedom. I don't want these speed limits this way. I don't want this thing where I'm restricted to be able to exchange my gun with my neighbor or buy food for my neighbor or buy milk for my local processor without being, quote unquote, homogenized or pasteurized, which takes and kills all of the beneficial parts of milk. And that's why we have the problems digesting the milk we have. And why do I, I mean, how simple is that? But having the relationship with your county commission, having the relationship with your sheriff creates that. And what is that? That's effort. And why do they keep you away from doing that, keeping you on the hands of debt? Because they know that works. They know if you're controlling the city council in your way to create freedom, that that's going to create more freedom. They know that if you get in there in this, and push back on CRT and all those things and start teaching the Constitution and life skills to these children, that that's going to move the needle. They know if you get in there and start talking to the sheriff and do all these things, there's great freedoms that you can do what you want. So that's why they keep you too busy to attend that. That's why a lot of these meetings from the city council the school board, and the county commission are during the day. They're during the day. They're not at six, seven o'clock at night. Well, I got a life too. I can't just be giving my life away. You're in a paid position that I'm paying you to be a part of. Shut it and have a meeting when I can attend. Because I, I, we the people, hold all the power. I hold all that power. Not you. You are a public servant. And let me give you, guys, we uh, don't really hold these public servants to the accountability that they have less constitutional rights because they took on the form of the government that represents us. See, the Constitution limits them. In reality, if you look at the Constitution, you say, well, Mr. School Board Member, Mr. City Council Member, Mr. Mayor, Mr. County Commissioner, Mr. Sheriff, you are limited by the government, not me. So be mindful to hold yourself in the place of servitude, not as an authority over me. So anyway, I went a little bit of a rant there. Thank you guys so much for being here on WYSL. We'll be back here in just a few minutes. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Jim Price, the Dark Delight. Thank you so much for tuning in for the first hour and a half. We have about 30 minutes left here to talk about the world around us, the things going on. I'm Jim Price on WYSL. Guys, if you have any questions or comments you want to call into the station, do not hesitate. 
I, I wanted to update you guys on some things that are going on in the world around us. we got a really great meeting coming up next week. It's just a lot of fun. And, you know, bounce houses and, and you know, the, the little t- dunk takes where you throw the ball. And, they, and well, um, there's some things going out there. Uh, the elites will be flying into Davos, Switzerland in a week to to go to the WEFs. Uh, this is their big conference. This is where they have all the, you know, they, you know, they, they're out there trying to show you how to be a better person and all this stuff. Now, this foundation was started in 1971 by a uh, German engineer and uh, academic Klaus Schwab. Uh, the WEF has met annually to tackle what it sees as the issues of the day and deliver guidance to invited members and guests. And um, that they just, you know, they seem to be really great people, right? Just, just Fine. 1973, the annual meeting endorsed the Davos Manifesto, a code of ethics for business leaders. This is really pompous crap. You know that? I mean, seriously, like, I'm going to create the Jim Price Foundation where you guys are just going to, you know, just make everybody's life crap. And uh, we're going to use, you know, global change and world economics as the reason just to, to just destroy any type of prosperity that can happen at the ground level. And that's, I think that's what it really is. Uh, in the run-up to the 23 event, Schwab announced last November that communist China will likely serve as a role model for many countries as the global community embarks upon a systematic transformation of the world. Wow. Systematic transformation. I didn't realize I needed uh, that... I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. I need anyway. So it's that this meeting's gonna be sixteenth uh, or the twentieth of January. So if you guys really are lacking something to do in your daily lives, you're just curious, you know, what's going on out there. Just head over sixteenth to the twentieth in Davos, Switzerland. I, I mean, it's probably very scenic. Hey, we got a caller. Dave's calling in right now. Uh, Dave, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Great show. Um, I was, I was. My curiosity was piqued when you guys hit on this twenty-seven. 28% um, running narrative people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Josh, I think earlier referred to it kind of like uh, causal living versus reactive living. And yep. uh, I'm just really intrigued by that because I think I know what you're talking about and I think I might be one of those people, but I see the other, uh, you know, 73% out there walking around with their mouths open and their eyes glazed. Yeah, bunch of mouth breathers out there, you know, got their fly trap open. It's like, what are you doing? And you're and see that see when you had that moment, it really makes you look at things differently, doesn't it? That there are literally these these sim characters just banging their head into the wall trying to do something different, and they just keep running on a glitch. And if you go over there and you tap them on the shoulder and you ask them a question, a lot of times there's nobody home, right? Right, right, and and like what what cause this mass psychosis now you know grumpy old guy me i'm going oh these damn young people but no there's people <laughs> older than me my parents you know that are yeah. like that well um, and again that's what you know, in the in their life what made them hurt enough to actually change or look at things differently see humans have to have that little time stamp of pain or something redirecting them in their life and so maybe you had something that caused you to look at things differently because the government touched you in a way you're like hey hey what's going on but so many people have been able to lull through this and never have to question anything. Yeah, I, you know, I, I try to do a little, you know, common sense prepping. And, and I'm not talking, you know, stacking gold bars because I don't have that kind of money. But when I, I mention mm-hmm. something to somebody, they're like, oh, we're never going to run out of food. I'm like, didn't you just live through COVID? Did you try wiping <laughs> your rear end? 
<laughs> well, and by the way, the, the toilet paper thing is actually a psychosis as well because people felt like they could control something. So toilet paper gave them something they could ha- grab that was cheap and relevant to their daily life because they felt like the rest of their life was out of control. Another psychological lesson. That, that's awesome. I mean, it's trivial, but it's it's deep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Well, hey, Dave, thank you so much for calling in. Anything you want to add just before you head out? Uh, no, just congratulate Josh. I remember hearing in one of his first broadcasts where he was begging for a second hour, and it looks like you guys got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we snuck it in. I don't know if they know we're on here, so we're just, just continuing. Oh, right. No, right. I'm we'll kidding. No, 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 no. They brought us on. They thought it would be great to bring us in and uh, do a little more. Uh, for you guys in the in in that northern New York area and stuff, I appreciate you guys. It's been awesome being a part of this family. And Dave, I know you're you're a regular, so thank you so much for calling in. Yeah. Well, keep it up, buddy. Keep it up. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you soon. We'll see. We got guys like this. That it was like it's, I had this conversation just this weekend, and I could see that the the lights came on for this you know gentleman. Don't different than Dave, where you're like, what? Like these people really are just. Just to sleep at the will. I mean, how many times oh, I've, I've proven this, and I don't know if you guys have ever done this or thought about this, but if you get behind a car on a freeway, you can actually lean towards the mayonnaise or the mustard, you know, the yellow and white lines, solid yellow, white lines, whatever. And you could, tr- you could get your car or your truck and you get over tight to the line, right? And you can watch the car in front of you do the exact same thing you're doing. Or you can watch the car behind you do the same thing you're doing. Too many times, we're, we're literally running around driving two, three, four, five-ton vehicles at 80 miles an hour, and the person who's around you has no idea what's going on. And they just follow you. They get in line with you. Even if they're in front of you, you can manipulate their course in the lane ahead of you because they're just, they're just, they're just asleep. They're just a program. And how do we do that? Well, remember, television. MK Ultra. If you guys, if all you got to do is put the word, put in M and the K and then Ultra. Put that in your computer. Not, not during the show. You guys wait. You got to wait till we're done here. You guys aren't allowed to leave the show. You do that during somebody else's hour, but not to, near ours. But you put in MK Ultra and you will find so much information that the government has fully disclosed to you that the government had that plan going on. But in 1965, Daddy Bush, who was a director or a part of you know, the, you know, the, you know, the three letter agencies uh, came out and said, well, we're not using MK Ultra anymore. Why? Because you're using a different version of it because you're, you're going to come out and admit that for the last 10 to 15 years, you've been doing this, but now you're going to say, well, we're not doing that anymore. We're doing, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to do something different. Well, how is it that the guy who created the propaganda uh, agenda and the idea the psychology effect of what, what it was, his son is the co-founder of Netflix. I mean, you could connect the dots so easily in how we live our life today, but it's real. It's real. And how did this WEF, this World Economic Forum, become so powerful and so relevant that there's people that fly their jets from around the world to get to this place to just sit in and listen to people go, I want to control the whole world, and you guys can help me because you'll be a part of the Cool Kids Club, and we're all going to do Cool Kids Club stuff, and we're going to make slaves out of this. Do you realize that the only way that we actually – they, they, they run past the idea that they say they want to control us, but, but by them over-controlling us actually stifles our creativity, which actually would then make their life better. See, by default, if you give people freedoms and liberties, it creates in them an ingenuity and a drive and a, and a, crea- a crave to make the world a better place. But if you hold them down too much, 
If you hold these people down too much, they're just trying to survive. And they just exist. But if they were to give people freedoms and liberties and see what America did with all the freedoms and liberties, I mean, people are trying to steal our intellectual property all the time because, because we had those. They, they're like, well, how do these people come up with this crap? This is amazing. We're going to steal it. It's a not great idea. I mean, look how much China's been stealing from us, and they're really not that great. They don't build good products. I mean, tell me the last time you went and said, Maine in China, that's quality. Nobody says that. But we have really got ourselves into a real pickle here, that we've got a lot of these NPCs, right, these non-player characters that are just glitching out, that are just running into telephone poles and doing weird crap. Why? Because they don't live life with purpose. I talk about that consistently, and I always talk about like the future. Your, the future is a reflection of your heart now. So get your heart right. Get things right inside of here. Look inside of yourself. But when you're doing that, that means you're actively participating in the world around you. And you see those people around you like, hey, why'd you get the shot? Well, that way I stay healthy. Where did you get that programming from? Well, because, uh, you know, that's how vaccines work is vaccines make me healthy. Do you understand that polio actually occurs more in our society now because it, the vaccines give people polio than polio would actually, if you just left polio in society, we would have less, less cases of polio. I mean, that's, that's a fact. That's from, the, that's from these vaccine companies. They will tell you that the vaccines cause more polio cases than would naturally occur in our society. Seriously, guys, I mean, this is their own words. And by the way, Dr. Bartlett told me last Wednesday on my show, he said that one of the side effects that he actually got from Pfizer in their little blank page thing, he actually sued them. He was a part of the, the, the litigation that got them to release this stuff. Did you know that there's a such thing as AIDS cancer? That this government chemical that these people, are, I got what will make me healthy and I won't kill Nana. Do you know that they're one of the side effects of this government chemical? is AIDS cancer. And I don't know what AIDS cancer looks like, but whatever was going to kill me, I'm going to die from that before I get a shot that gives me AIDS cancer. Because I don't think it's probably, I don't think it's cool. I, I think it's going to be something really terrifying. And But that's on the fact sheet of the government chemical that billions of people across our globe ran out to get. But by the way, they just came out with the new, the new variant. We've had like 22, 19, 45, 62, 9,000 variants. They went through the the Transformer names, and then they went through the Beta Chi sorority for, uh, fraternity names for a while. But now they're just coming up with random numbers. And we're so far away from what we consider to be the original that they're just, they're just making up numbers now for it. But you, we're in like 25 or 20 different variants of this thing that was supposed to have killed us two years ago. But you see where this all goes, how it just cycles and cycles, and I have to over-explain this? <sighs> all right, guys, I'm Jim Price here in WYSL. We'll be back here in just a couple minutes. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. 
For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Dark Delight. I'm Jim Price here at WYSL. Thank you guys so much for being here. I know I went a little bit of a, a diatribe there about the World Economic Forum, which this is a cool kids club. Uh, you know, suddenly decides that uh, carbon is a bad thing. I do have a caller, uh, Keith. Keith, are you there, sir? Yes, I have a very fast question. Uh, I yes, never sir. got the jab, and rightfully so. We have two mm-hmm. good senators on our side, Rand Paul and Ron yes. Johnson, who are looking into all of this. But uh, then there is, as I'm referring to him, President Trump, who stands by through his Operation Warp Speed, the development of those so-called vaccines, those protein spikers. Uh, The question Mm -hmm. is, how do we stay united when our top guy uh, will not admit to uh, anything false insofar as the vaccines and Trump still encourages people to get them? Uh, The Dems always march, of course, in lockstep. How do we uh, come to grips with these... uh, protein spikers when uh, the president, and that's what I'm referring to him, President Trump, uh, will not back down and will not uh, accept any criticism of what he was able to achieve on that front during his administration. Yeah, and this is the one I struggle with the most, Keith, and I I appreciate the question. It's a very honest question, so I have the same thing for me. I don't know what's in the heart of him on this, and if it wasn't, he was trying to say, listen— here's here's the answer if you want this answer or there's the the light therapy or the chlorine therapy or the you know the hcq or the ivermectin therapy um 
this is a real tough one for me, Keith, and I don't know what that true answer because it doesn't seem like anybody's really honestly asked him that, and maybe I missed his his answer to it when they did ask him. It's the one thing I would probably, if I had him on the show today, I would say, listen, what are you doing? But I also have heard clips of him say, you know, I took HCQ as the as the vaccine for this. So I've heard that, but I've also, you know, I, I've heard the same thing you're saying. I, it does cause me to pause, go, what is it? But are you giving the people that wanted it what they wanted? Does that make sense? Uh, in closing, I've heard him just very recently. He stands by all of what he perceives as the good that these, uh, I don't call them vaccines. They're not. They're not like polio and so on. They are mm-hmm. protein spikers. But uh, he continues. He will not uh, broach any criticism, any critique of how they came about. And I think if all of us yeah. look into it, I and a few others have, he is an adamant backer of uh, the what came out of Operation Warp Speed, and he just um, will not take any criticism against this administration as, as far as the uh, development of those so-called COVID vaccines. He just he won't right. accept any criticism. Well, and again, if you're not willing to put out that soundbite himself and, and maybe the people that were giving him the information, here's the sad part is that he was getting information from people that he was told were experts. And we know that there were certain plants and certain people subverting him within his own cabinet. And he had to do a lot of, ex, you know, getting those people out and moving people around, which they was criticized for moving people in and out. So I don't know. I, I know that he said it recently. There's some things that are out there. And hey, maybe he does believe that. I don't know. I don't. Maybe that's the one thing where we have a disconnect. We have so many things that we're alike, but then this is the one that draws the line, right? So can we can we move past that and say, okay, well, we like ninety nine percent of what you're saying, but this one we don't. I don't know. Uh, among a few other things, uh, Trump, yes, if he had had the foresight, immediately should have kicked the so called Dr. Fauci out of the Oval Office. If Trump had done that and several other things, like take back the cities during that burning summer of 2020, he would have had mm-hmm. his second term. But he uh, followed Fauci like a little uh, lap poodle Trump did. He did not. I, I would have, I'm not lying to everyone. I, 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 as president, would have physically have thrown Fauci out of the White House. Trump never right. came close to doing that. He thought foolishly he could reopen the country on Easter Sunday of 2020. And uh, that, of course, did not come to pass. And Trump uh, was really blindsided and let the country down in certain ways. He could have saved himself and gotten his second term if he had been much more bold and honest right. with the American people. Well, let me ask you a question real quick, Keith, and I know you're, you're a faithful watcher or a listener to the station and the show. Let me ask you a question. Had we have learned what the fallacies of the bureaucracy within our government really is if he had not appraided them out and let them show you how bad it really is? Does, do you see what I'm saying there? Yeah, but uh, Trump never saw the, the deep state for what it was. Uh, both of the um, uh, he, he allowed the uh, corrupt James Comey to remain as FBI director and put in that god awful Christopher Ray as further FBI director. He had bad appointments. He he put in deep state people that Trump should have known were going to work against him. He, he, he never understood that the bureaucrats, the Dems and Sconst and all of these government departments would work against them. Trump turned out to be most naive on many mm-hmm. fronts. He just was. He just 
he's not, I'm sorry to say, but he's not always the smartest bulb in the drawer. Right. Well, and that's where I go back to that statement. Sometimes you're only as good as the information you're given. So if you're given tainted information, you're going to say tainted things, right? Uh, Trump is not a reader. One of his uh, final uh, chiefs of staff, a good Marine general named John Kelly, uh, said flat out, this guy Trump will not read. We give him intelligence of briefings to read. And uh, Trump even has bragged several times, I'm not a reader. You can't have the American president being boastful that he's not a reader, for God's sake. Right. I mean, yeah. you've got to well, read. Well, Keith, I appreciate that. That's awesome, sir. We're getting about ready to run, uh, run up to the end of the show here, so uh, we could probably go on for another hour on this because there's so many things that you're talking about that are very accurate and that we ha- have to ask that next question. So thank you, Keith, for calling in, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Well, this is this is a great question. I mean, these are great observations, and there's cause for everything for us to look at. I I have to go back and reevaluate and look at the things that I have said and the things that I felt were accurate six years ago. You could not have convinced me to, that I was going to say this in 2023. Uh, six years or seven years ago, I was a better life through chemistry guy myself. No, I wasn't an anti-vaxxer, but I didn't go running to them either. And I really wouldn't have fought you. Um, I was in the military. I'm a disabled vet. I've had countless shots put into my body that I have no idea what they were doing. And so the six, seven years ago, before I got ate up by the establishment, I would have told you, yes, your vote counts. Yes, that the, there's two two wings to the same bird. They're they're way far away from each other. They're really not connected. I would have I would have fought you tooth and nail. If I push that hard that hard R button more, I'm going to really, really, really elect the right people. But I've also now been the guy who has led the charge on voter integrity, who's wrote the affidavit for the state of Kansas to create a full forensic audit, which we do have. Now, I wasn't the last guy to take the baton over the line, but I was a part of initiating the process that got us to a full forensic audit for the state of Kansas that is ongoing right now. But nobody talks about it. Why? Because it's not sexy. See, I, and there's things that I've had to reevaluate in my life, and there's things I said years ago I'm sure I would be horribly embarrassed to remember that I said those things because now I look to iodine. Now I look to HCQ. Now I look to what my body can do to heal itself without looking outside to these government chemicals. From 75% of the FDA's finances, the money that comes into the FDA is actually directly from the pharmaceutical companies. So how could they ever be a fair and accurate government organization if the money that they live on comes from them? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That Oh, I'm going to take money from you and then judge you. It doesn't work that way. But I've had to reevaluate me. I've had to look at me. And like I said, I, you know, I was that guy. I was a, I was a government contractor. Spent almost 18 years working my butt off to do the right thing. And now I look back and go, was I on the right side of things? And I have to evaluate that for myself. That's called growth. That also means that I'm alive. Guys, thank you so much for being here the last two hours. And we're uh, Dark to Light. I'm Jim Price here on WYSL. We'll see you guys tomorrow.